Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Bubble. We are so glad you're with us. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We've got a lot of basketball to talk about. Enough of me. You, you listen for the scores, and here they are. He's the star of our show because he's got all the information you need. It's Network Indiana's James Adams. Thank you, Coach. As he said, a lot of basketball to get through. I'm going to try and get through as many scores as possible in this update. In the boys' basketball side of things, Eastern Pekin versus West Washington, 55-39 to in favor of Eastern Pekin. Edinburgh versus Oldenburg Academy, Edinburgh wins 58-34. to Fort Wayne North and DeKalb went at it, Fort Wayne wins 56-46. to Homestead versus Warsaw, Homestead 56, Warsaw 39. Indian Creek 72, Owen Valley 39. Indianapolis Cecina versus Park Tudor. Indianapolis Cecina gets the win 58 to 55. Lakeland versus Fremont, Lakeland wins 74-56. Lebanon took on Crawfordsville and won 53 to 36. Maconaquah took on North Miami, they got the victory 86 to 38. Mishawaka Marion battled South Bend Riley today. Mishawaka Marion wins 78 to 50. New Palestine and Eastern Hancock, New Palestine wins 62 to 53. Northeast Du Bois took on Washington Catholic. Northeast Du Bois wins 54-9. Northwestern took on Western. Northwestern got the 46-42 victory. Paoli took on Henryville and won 48-37. Penn 92, South Bend Clay 58. Prairie Heights 53, Fairfield 48. And Randolph Southern 75, Union City 54. Let's take a look at some girls' basketball score, scores. Excuse me. Fort Wayne Snyder took on Fort Wayne South. Fort Wayne Snyder wins 60-14. to 14. Fort Wayne Wayne took on Fort Wayne Concordia, and Fort Wayne Wayne wins 60-59. to 59. Franklin and Decatur Central. Franklin 76, Decatur Central 47. Greencastle 51, West Vigo 38. Greenwood 43, Martinsville 20. Homestead took on Carroll, Fort Wayne, and won 60-55. Indian Creek, 76. Owen Valley, 47. Indiana Def, 66. Indianapolis Riverside, 17. And Indianapolis Heron, 52. Crystal House Manual, 22. Looking now at the NBA, the Indiana Pacers are in a battle with the Utah Jazz. There is 537 left in the second quarter, and the Jazz are up 53-44. The Jazz on a record of 13 and 11, while the Pacers are at 12 and 9. Looking to ahead to tomorrow, the Purdue Boilermakers have a big test in the Big Ten Championship game against the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan ranked number two and with a 12 and 0 record to the Purdue to the Boilermakers 8 and 4 record. Head coach Jeff Brom was talking about the test he will face against Michigan and how Michigan is the best team Purdue will have faced this season. Extremely talented, both sides of the ball. Uh, you can't really find any weaknesses. They're very well coached. Uh, they're battle tested. Um, you know, anytime you can go into Ohio State and win like they did, it proves how good of a football team they, they are. So, yes, this will be the best team we faced. In NFL football, the Colts are taking on the Cowboys in primetime on Sunday. Kickoff set for 8-20. Interim head coach Jeff Saturday was talking about the threat Dallas's pass pass rush 
faces. You listen, both lines were, were were extremely good. I would say Dallas, from a pass rush perspective, brings um, you know more challenges because it's it you know you like the last week I think I told you it was th- it was four or five of the guys. Now it's you know ten of thirteen. I mean these guys are getting sacks at an alarming rate. Uh, they get ahead and it is a track meet. You're in trouble. And and I, you know I think everybody understands what that looks like. I don't care who you are, how good you are, offensive line wise. Um, this, this is a, a very good group. couple more basketball scores before I run out of time here. Lawrenceburg, 53. Richmond, 22. Lebanon, 54. Crawfordsville, 21. Mooresville, 50. Perry Meridian, 24. And North Putnam, 54. South Putnam, 44. More scores in the next update. For Network Indiana, I'm James Adams. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. High school basketball tonight, Jasper over, excuse me, um, Pike Central tonight playing. Corbin uh, Lingenfelter, I'm confused here. What game did you have tonight from WITZ? Hey, Coach, I had Pike Central and Forest Park. Pike Central, Forest Park. Got it. Yes, right. And uh, Pike Central wins that one 70-66. All right, close Correct. ball game. Number one, thanks so much for calling. And all this is for you. You've got a superstar down in uh, that part of the state because we remember you back in the day when you were a part of Indiana Sports Talk, and thank goodness you were. Uh, Coach, I'm glad that I was a part of Sports Talk. I'm glad to talk to you here on Friday night, possibly tomorrow night as well. Better be tomorrow night. Come on now. All right, so tell me. <laughs> Tell me who uh, how how you tell me. Well, you know you know how it is. You need to call me. Um, tell me how this game plays out. Yeah, coach. If you would have asked me for the first three quarters tonight, I would have said Forest Park was winning this one. They had a seven point lead hanging into the uh-huh. final quarter of play, but unfortunately, a personal foul got tacked on top of a technical foul, and Pike Central went to the line. They hit all Ooh. four of their free throws. Came back out hit a two following the inbound, and that got the game within one. Then they right. came back, and it was just consistent scoring. The Rangers just – they made some stops. They got some plays off. But it was just Pike Central proved pretty much the entire fourth quarter of action here tonight, you know. I mean, when you look at the stats, I mean, Forest Park shot 48% from the field, 47% from beyond the line. Free throws could use some work at only 50%. But the big number, 18 personal fouls against the Rangers tonight to nine for Pike Central. And I think that, for me, was probably the biggest difference in tonight's game is just the number of fouls the Rangers were taking. Well, that's great defense. Uh, And that's that's the way you do it. Okay, it's a two-possession game, so tell me how this gets exciting at the end. Yeah, Coach, the Rangers had it all tied up, 60-60. to as we were heading into that final minute of play, and then they get the overtime, and then Pike Central comes out. They hit themselves at two. The Rangers respond. We're all knotted up again. But then right at the end, Forest Park attempted a three to take the lead again, just could not get it done. And then the Pike Central Chargers come back out and win this one at the very end by hitting a last-second layup to kind of add insult to injury. It was 68-66 to 66 with, like, I think – seven or eight seconds left and then Morton for them just sprinted down, laid it in from the left side and that was pretty much all she wrote. 
Wow. All right, so who do the uh, who's Pike Central play next? Pike Central is at uh, Lagodi, I believe, next. And then we have Tell City tomorrow night with the Rangers at Tell City. Huh. Okay. I like it. So, uh, Rangers, is it a young team, an experienced team? What kind of group do they have? They do return a couple of starters from last season, but the uh, biggest thing this year is they have a new head coach, Drew Mesmer, coming in. And he's a 2013 Forest Park graduate. He got his win, first win last week, the night before Thanksgiving at Crawford right. County. Right. And uh, that was a pretty steadily win for the Rangers, 56-36. And by memory, serves right for me. And they come in, they play a tough-fought Pike Central team that was looking good last week against Vincent's Lincoln. Then they look good tonight. And it's just a matter of getting guys used to playing on the varsity level, maturing them up a little bit and things of that nature. And some of that is also coming from Coach Messmer during our post-game conversation with him as well. Takes a while to grow up. Doesn't matter who you are or where you are. It takes a while. Corbin Lingenfelter, WITZ, on the call of Pike Central's 70-66 win over Forest Park. Do not be a stranger. Don't be a stranger, all right? And uh, I'll look forward to talking to you a lot throughout the year, Corbin. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Coach. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. I'll look forward to it. Thanks very much. Don't forget, you can help us. We always need your help. Send us scores, pictures, video, whatever you want. Indiana Sports Talk at IND Sports Talk. Um, there you go. It's, it's easy, very simple. A lot of basketball tonight. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night. We'll be talking about college basketball in addition to a lot of high school games. Even after 29 years, I continue to be stunned the number of people who don't recognize that we are on Friday and Saturday. So join us tomorrow night. Scoreboard update coming up with James Adams. This is Indiana Sports Talk. With this scoreboard update, I'm James Adams, getting right back into the boys' basketball scores. Rochester and Winnemac went at it tonight. Rochester wins 52-46. to Scottsburg and Charlestown. Scottsburg 72, Charlestown 25. South Bend St. Joseph took on South Bend Adams. South Bend St. Joseph wins 84-80. to South Bend Washington took on New Prairie. South Bend Washington wins 67 to 34. South De- Dearborn 55, Jackson Dell 44, South Knox 42, North Knox 13, and Southmont 43, North Montgomery 31. On the girls' side of things, we have Norwell. They they played Huntington North and won 52 to 34. Oak Hill 51, Elwood 11, Shaw Memorial 63, Southwestern Hanover 61, Sullivan 58, Northview 42, Tell City 60, South Central Elizabeth 23, Washington Township 69, Boone Grove 18, Western Boone 76, Tri-West 75, and Whiteland 53, Plainfield 38. The Pacers are currently in a tough battle against the Utah Jazz. It is halftime. The Pacers down 75-59. to Current leaders for the Pacers right now. Miles Turner has 14 points. Jalen Smith, 9 points. Andrew Nemhard 5. 
I'll have more scores for you in the next update. For Network Indiana, I'm James Adams. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. High school basketball tonight, really, really solid matchup. Two really good teams. Ben Davis, 59-55 winners over Pike. From the ISC Network, the best at what he does, friend of the show, friend of mankind, Greg Rakestraw. Hello, Greg. Hello, sir. How are we doing? Doing great. Talking ball. How much better can life be? Let's let's I mean, seriously start there. Work your way back. You know, you get paid to get out and watch great games like this and do a great job. I get paid to yap to guys like you. This is a great country. Pretty sweet gig. And, and you know what was really cool about tonight, other than just getting to talk some ball, as you so eloquently put it? We almost had a packed house tonight at Ben Davis. That that was really good to see. Well, sure they're good. Yeah. They're, 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 they're 4-0, yeah. and obviously Pike it's one of their two biggest rivals that they'll play during the course of the season, Warren Central being the other. But but just this was this was the best crowd I've seen at Ben Davis in about three years. It was really good to see, knowing they had been on the road and gotten three quality wins before this right. in Fisher, Zionsville, right. and Southport in overtime. If I didn't have their best performance tonight, but they found a way to get the job done. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm told by a lot of people that people don't go to games, that that basketball, no one goes out and supports basketball, that class basketball killed basketball in the state of Indiana. So am I in some alternate world that people actually do go to games? What's going on? People are going to games in, in this part of the state, especially when, when you've got a team like Ben Davis that is thought to be one of yeah. the few best teams in the state. Right. You know, with, with Cathedral, even though they, they lost two key players in Cathedral, you have guys like you know Jake Davis, right. Sage Booker, Jerron Tibbs, and I'll see those guys tomorrow night. In fact, I'll see both these two teams tomorrow night with uh, both of them playing in the All-State Sneakers. We're going to shoot out, get to see Ben Davis and Cathedral play other great teams tomorrow night. Then I'll get to see them play each other next Saturday night in, in a rematch of last year's Southport Regional Final. Mm-hmm. All right, so you have two teams, uh, enormously talented teams in Ben Davis and Pike. And you mentioned Ben Davis. Look, talent-wise, these guys are really, really, really good. Uh, and yeah. Bill Zick has done it a long time. They know what they're doing. You have a strong relationship with Don Carlisle, as do I. Uh, these are friends of ours. And yep. it's just, a, you know what, without being there, my sense of this is this is a county championship game or a sectional championship game type atmosphere and the way it's played. Well, this has often been you know, determining who's going to win the sectional. Uh, and there are years when they play three times. Uh, ben Davis and Pike are on the opposite side of the Marion County Tournament bracket this year. So if they were to play each other, it would be in the championship, which which is certainly possible. Pike is a little bit less of a known commodity at this stage than, than Ben Davis is. Mm-hmm. Now, Pike returned three starters and, and four rotational pieces. Other than that, it's all new faces. Uh, They graduated five seniors out of their nine-man rotation from a year ago. Uh, They bring back Devin Woods, really a four-year varsity player, three-year varsity starter. Joseph Anon, their starting center. Cam Kasky, who is a two-sport player, really good football receiver, uh, averaged about nine points a game as a sophomore last year for Bill's team. So Pike, and this was their first game. They were supposed to play Hamilton Southeastern last week because of HSE's football success. They asked if they could push the game back. They did. So this was game four for Ben Davis, game one for Pike. 
you frankly wouldn't know it by watching Pike play. They let it halftime. They let a good chunk mm-hmm. in the third quarter. They never trailed by more than seven. So Ben Davis is a team that is more talked about, but I think Pike proved tonight that you should probably never sleep on a Pike team that is coached by Bill Zick. <laughs> Uh, well said. <laughs> very, very well said. Uh, it's um, it's good to see this early. I mean, teams playing that well. I mean, that's that's amazing, and uh, not at all surprised. All right, so you brought up sneakers for Santa out in uh, Danville. They started it out tonight, uh, but uh, kick it into full gear. This is quite a heavyweight lineup. There's some really, really good teams and great matchups in this always exciting uh, early season event. Yeah, there are two different events taking place in, in Hamilton County, or sorry, in Hendricks County. So Danville's got their event that is a, that is a two-night event. This is Brownsburg's standalone event right. that takes place tomorrow. Brownsburg, Seven right. Games, right. All four number one teams in the state in terms of the different classifications are playing in this event. So number one in 1A Bloomfield uh, will take on Indianapolis North Central. Bloomfield is used to playing the other North Central. They're playing Indianapolis mm-hmm. North Central in the opening game right. tomorrow at 10. 2A number one Linton Stockton uh, will take on Heritage Christian. So you've got Joey Hart versus Miles Colvin, Central Florida versus Purdue, two likely Indian All-Stars. That is game four. That is the 3 o'clock matchup. 3A number one, Northwood Beach Grove, the defending 3A champs, they play at 11.30. Then the 4A number one Cathedral, they take on Centerville of Ohio, who is led by Gabe Cups, who's going to play at Indiana University next year. Um, that does, And then the other matchup that doesn't fall in the number one category, but worth the price of admission, this same Ben Davis team we've talked about, the returns all five starters, led by Zane Dowdy, who had 15 points tonight. He will take on Flory Badunga and Kokomo. Kokomo beat Peru tonight 61-50. to Flory, dating back to last year, has had 11 consecutive double-doubles. That is game six, the 6.30 contest. And all seven games can be watched for free at iscsportsnetwork.com. And the last two games can be seen on MyNDTV beginning at 6.30 tomorrow night. ISC Network happens to be my favorite network. You know that, um, but but man, what a what a great great opportunity for you and your guys to to get this uh, quality uh, caliber of teams and players on the airwaves. And if you're you call yourself a basketball fan in our state, you're crazy not to a be there. And if you can't yep. be there, you need to watch it. Now remember, it's called Sneakers for Santa for a reason. So if you're going to make it out to Brownsburg tomorrow, take a pair or two of gently used yeah. shoes that you're not going to wear anymore and donate them. It's a wonderful charitable effort that Drew Tower and Ryan Owens of Allstate Insurance, who is the uh, marketing power behind this, um, it, it's a great way to give back to the community. But then, as you would say, it's a great chance to go see some ball. And, and I am lucky enough with ISC that well. we can do a variety of events like this. So next Saturday, right. it's, it's the Forum Tip-Off Classic at Southport. After that, it's the Hall of Fame Classic in in Newcastle and other events that we'll do on ISC, like the Phil Cox Tournament in Kokomo, the Paul Logan Tournament at North Central. Uh, We have a basketball bonanza this month on ISC, and and hopefully I don't kill my crew guys in the process producing all of these games. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's right. Plus, I'm honored to be able to sit alongside you at – IUPUI matchups, and uh, our guys are on the road uh, in Milwaukee tomorrow. Correct. And so they uh, it, it's a unique situation in the Horizon League this year. They went from 12 teams to 11 teams. 
And it was IUPUI's travel partner and UIC that defected the Missouri Valley. And so the schedule's a bit quirky for IUPUI. So there's going to be some some more midweek games for them than maybe normal. Uh, and, and, and one game, yeah. you know, kind of road yeah. swing. So they had Thursday night off and everybody else in the league played. IUPUI gets Milwaukee. IUPUI is better. I still don't know how they're going to stack up, though, with the rest of the league. And so they're one and six. Their one win is a non-one game against Franklin College. But you and I saw we'll get a much better idea as just how they're going to be in Horizon League play when they open up against the Panthers tomorrow afternoon. He's the best. It's Greg Rakestraw from the IFC Network, the leaders sports programming in our state by a long shot. Greg, have fun tomorrow night. I look forward to our conversation. Thank you for calling. You got it. Thank you, Coach. You're welcome. Coming up, more basketball. What a fun, fun night. Um, love doing the show, but, man, I just, you know, because of my schedule and, and things, I don't get a chance to go out and be there and watch games as much as I'd like. So it's a cool thing about being able to do the show. I, sh- I, sh- I get a chance to talk about them. But nothing beats going there, plucking down your five bucks to help your school. So do that. Stay with us throughout the night. We're going to continue to talk about high school basketball. We're going to encourage you to go out tomorrow, watch some games. We'll also talk a little bit of college basketball, some really intriguing matchups coming up tomorrow. Scoreboard update coming up with James Adams. He's the star of our show. I am just the guy who gets you from James Adams to James Adams. That's my gig. This is Indiana Sports Talk. With this scoreboard update, I'm James Adams. Let's dive right back into the boys' basketball scores. Taylor took on Northfield tonight. Taylor wins 62-38. to Tecumseh, 87. Evansville, Day, 79. Tippecanoe Valley, they faced Knox and won 69-50. Tipton took on Frankfurt and won 83-63. Tri-West, 50. Western Boone, 44. Tri, 41. Blue River, 36. Let's look at some girls' scores. Alexandria, 35. Frankton, 29. Bedford, North Lawrence, 73. Gibson, Southern, 43. Brownsburg, once again, took on Franklin Central and won 69-28. Cambridge City, Lincoln. They beat Union Modoc, 63-40. Candleton beat Crothersville, 40-29. Central Noble, 44. Angola, 30. Chesterton, 69. Michigan City, 34. Clinton Prairie, they beat Sheridan 54-32. Crown Point, they beat Portage 55-39. Danville beat Purdue Poly Inglewood 75-39, while Eastbrook beat Missinewa 60-42. We have got a potential upset in college football. I know tomorrow we have the Big Ten Championship game in Indianapolis between Michigan and Purdue. Right now in the Pac-12 Championship game, 10-33 left in the third. Number four, USC, down 17-24 to to number 11, Utah. We will have more scores for you in 15 minutes. For Network Indiana, I'm James Adams. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you could join us on a very busy night. Busy, busy night. Busy night tomorrow night. Lots of basketball going on tomorrow. So if you get a chance, don't forget to join us, and uh, we'll talk some uh, basketball. Um, 
you know, it's just one of those things where you have a uh, um, chance to go out and watch basketball, chance to listen about basketball, have a little bit of fun. So do that. Uh, some uh, great matchups in college foot, college basketball, college, you know, college football too. Don't forget, don't don't forget the Big Ten championship game coming up tomorrow. Um, of extreme importance to those of us who are Hoosiers because we, uh, you know, we're we're all pulling for the Boilers. It's an eight o'clock start. Should be a whole lot of fun. Um, we're going to talk about that game. Uh, a little bit later on tonight should be one of those where I think, listen, you never know in a game of this magnitude. You really do not know uh, what's going to happen. Uh, and I understand the betting lines and I understand I, I got all that. I know all that. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I, I, I understand what everybody's saying that in you know, intuitively, I kind of agree. I think Michigan's a better team, played played better basketball, excuse me, better ball. They've done a lot of impressive things throughout the entire year, and they should be the favorites, for heaven's sakes. You know, they, they, they're, they're pretty good. Let's talk some basketball, though. Ryan Osborne from Carmel joins me. Coach, thank you so much for the call. And uh, you and Warren Central Square off tonight, and I think there's good news in Carmel, is there not? There is. Lawrence Central um, was at our place. Uh, good win for the Hounds. Good win. It's always these are they're always good wins for the Hounds. Are you kidding me? I mean, come on. Every win. Every win. Every win. This is what I try to. You know what? I do know that. But I try to tell people who haven't been in the business, and there are a whole lot of people who number one think they should be in the business, as you well know. But until you, they none of them realize how hard it is to win. Right. Yeah. It just everyone forgets. Number one, the other team's trying to win too. The other team's practiced as much as you have. Philosophically, everybody. And this is the other thing. Everybody's doing the same thing. We're all right. doing this. Everybody running the same offense, running the same defense. Are, are you kidding me? There's nothing yeah. new in this, and everybody's doing it. And and if you say, well, you you know. Yeah, how come you're having trouble? Well, they're trying to win like we are, and here's the kicker. You're coaching kids who are 16, 17, and 18, who uh-huh. sometimes have trouble figuring out how they're going to get to school. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and uh, a lot of other things going on at the same time. Yeah, other than that, how did I do? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's perfect. Spot on. Yeah, Spot on. You know, you know yeah. You're right. it, it, and you, you know I love home. you because yeah, I love you because you're a, an IUPUI grad. Uh, you're a classy guy, and you somehow get these 16 to 18 year olds to guard people, which is the yeah, hardest thing do. in coaching. It's the hardest <laughs> thing to do, and you get them to do it. We we do that, and they are incredible kids. I give them all the credit. Well, uh, you're being modest, but you hold Al Gooden's group to 34 points. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's I pretty mean, impressive. Yeah. Uh, our guys were, were locked. I mean, they, they were pretty intentional tonight. We, we 
Started the year off well, uh, right before Thanksgiving. Thought we we had a good showing, and then uh, went on the road over the weekend, and um, just kind of one of those experiences where everything's new and just trying to figure things out. And didn't think we made the bus. Uh, didn't didn't really compete like I thought we could. And um, they've been great in practice every day, and so just a, another step in a positive direction. So uh, really locked in, uh, playing together, uh, doing a lot of positive things early in the season. See, that's the thing about it is, you know, early on you got the baseline established of, of what your expectation is defensively and, and what you can do defensively. And, and I would think from a coaching standpoint, you can look your guys dead in the eye and go, look, this is how you're capable of playing defense every single yep. solitary night. It's not easy, but you no, can do this no. if you want to. Yep. And you know how it is, especially on that end, and just getting those kids in, to be connected. Uh, when you start to get connected, it, a lot of good things are happening. And um, as we all experience right now, uh, communication and uh, just the, the social skills of kids and, and even some adults, is, is, uh, it's challenging right now. And uh, so getting them connected and, and on the same page and, and stepping up for each other and helping each other and knowing things are going to go bad at some point and being willing to stick with it is uh, a lot of credit to them. Uh, they, they get absolutely. All right, let's brag about some of these guys who played well for you tonight. Sam Orm has had a, a great start to the year. Uh, had twenty-one and eight on uh, nine of eleven shooting. Um, Jared Bonds uh, had, had a great game for us tonight. He was four for four from the floor and added a couple offensive rebounds and. Uh, uh, just an, an overall impressive night on both ends. Uh, Spencer White was uh, just solid, great. Um, the, the senior class has, has stepped up and, and been a, a very bright light for us. Uh, the, the opportunity to lead and uh, kind of direct some of those younger guys that are that are still learning the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they mm-hmm. stepped up and, and really stood in a position of leadership and led by example and, and expecting the same of the, of the younger guys. So it's it's been a fun process in these first few weeks and uh, a lot to be excited about because I think we can get better. Uh, but but I think, we like you, you mentioned earlier, just setting that foundation of expectation of, of effort, what effort looks like. And right. if, if that's a starting point and building from there, uh, a lot of good things ahead, I hope. All right, so you come off this win, and you, you're making a pilgrimage out to the Holy Land tomorrow night. <laughs> I am. We are do, we are jumping on the bus and going out 70. Well, <laughs> listen, I, I didn't play in that gym, <laughs> but uh, you, you know, uh, you know, I'm a, I am, I, I bleed red and blue for my, for my Quakers. And, uh, Please be kind when you walk in the building and you walk down the hall and you see my picture up on the wall uh, in the Hall of Fame. Just be nice. Uh, and, you know, don't – well, don't say – you know, don't say anything. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to be in four Halls of Fame, and that one was the most – that was the most emotional one for me. I mean, it because, it, you know, my parents have been gone for a while, and I know – what it would have meant to them um, to be honored by the alma mater. So, you know, it's it's a big deal, quite frankly. That is awesome. Congratulations on that. It's, that is really well, cool. Th- 
Really cool. I, you know, they they relax their standards, I, and frankly, I don't. I guess they didn't have any standards for, for that particular that. for that particular class. So we had some fun. All right, good yeah. luck. Even though you're you're playing my guys, yeah. Carmel's yeah. number know, eight you, in. Go ahead. I, I said, you know, Andy will have them ready. They they will fight. Andy's, they got to win. They got to win tonight. They had a good win. And so they're always well prepared uh, and they'll defend you. But if you lock people up like you did tonight, um, I think you're going to win a whole lot of games. I hope so. I hope that's right. (laughs) Ryan Osborne, the head coach at Carmel. The Carmel Greyhounds are number eight in 4A tonight with an impressive 59-50. Excuse me. That was not their score. Uh, they beat Lawrence Central, held them to 34 points tonight. Coach, good luck tomorrow night. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Coach. Take care. Thank you. Ah, oh, the old the old alma mater. Good win for them tonight, too. Lots of basketball to talk about tonight. We're glad you decided to join us. It's that time of year. We're so glad you're here. Make sure you join us tomorrow night. Scoreboard update coming up with James Adams. This is Indiana Sports Talk. With this scoreboard update, I'm James Adams. Looking back at the boys' basketball scores, Taylor and Northfield went at it tonight. Taylor wins 62-38. to Tecumseh and Evansville Day. Tecumseh 87, Evansville 79. Tippecanoe Valley took on Knox. Tippecanoe wins 69-50. to Tipton beat Frankfurt 83-63. to Tri-West wins over Western Boone 50-44. to Try beat Blue River 41 to 36. Wabash beat Delta 68 to 62. West Vigo beat Greencastle 62 to 45. Westview over Cherubusco 80 to 51. Yorktown took on Muncie Burris and won 55 to 43. And Zionsville, they beat Westfield in overtime 43 to 40. Quick look at some girls' scores. We have Lake Central over Merrillville, 60-18. Lawrenceburg took on Richmond and won, 53-22. Lebanon beat Crawfordsville, 54-21. Mooresville beat Perry Meridian, 50-24. And North Central Indianapolis, they took on Pike and won, 52-38. The Pacers are still locked in a tough contest against the Utah Jazz. The Jazz are up 83-71. There is 5.48 left in the third quarter. Pacers statistical leaders at this point, Miles Turner has 18 points, Tyrese Halliburton 11, and Jalen Smith 9. Meanwhile, the USC Trojans, they are still down to the Utah Utes, 17-24 with 5.06 left in the third quarter. For Network Indiana, I'm James Adams. Welcome back, everybody. Glad you could join us. Talking a little bit of basketball tonight. Tell you what, we got we have games, we have great games all over the state, and we're so glad that you took the time to join us. Brian Sullivan from WNAS joins me. New Albany, 72-67 winners over Evansville Harrison in overtime. Brian Sullivan, thanks so much for the call. Oh, not a problem. It's going to be a long drive back to New Albany and made a little longer by that overtime, but I don't think anybody for the Bulldogs is in tonight. You know what? Early on, you know, I think coaches, you, you, you learn so much about your group, learn a lot about yourself. 
uh, when you get in an overtime win that early. I mean, you're still in a, you know, this time of year. Nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody knows what kind of team they have. But if your team will, you know what I mean, if they'll reach down in there and figure out a way to make it happen, uh, you, you think you're making some progress. And uh, that that happens tonight. I mean, you, you, you're on the road. You come out with an overtime win. you got a lot to be excited about. And we talked about that with Coach Shannon in the post game because I think we mentioned last week that Albany's two leading returning scorers uh, from last season are still out. So, you know, we've got guys that hey, you're thinking are going to be your eighth, ninth, tenth right. men off the bench, um, having to play some big time minutes out there, and you're just hoping can you ride the storm out while you're waiting for everybody to get healthy, but when you look at what the payoff could be down the line in terms of getting guys minutes now, developing that depth. And then, oh, by the way, they've started off 3-0. and So where you, you thought we're just going to have to ride this out for a while, you know, there's some real positives to take from the first two weeks of the season. So what have they done to get on this run to start with? You know, they, they are getting by – by just being a very tough defensive team and, and having to hustle, they don't have anybody taller than six foot one in the lineup right now with everybody out. So they're having mm-hmm. to get out and pressure and lock down defensively. Uh, Evansville Harrison's solid team and had a big size advantage on New Albany, but uh, just able to get out there and, and contest shots and force some turnovers. And, uh, you know, then luckily tonight hit some free throws at key times to be able to get back in the game. Um, New Albany got out to a 19-9 lead, and then Harrison, give them credit, second quarter, they really cranked up the defensive intensity of their own, uh, ended up taking it out to a nine-point lead in the, in the late in the third quarter. Uh, but New Albany fought back, forced overtime, and then in the OT scored the first couple of baskets and had Harrison having to play from behind the rest of the way. That's very impressive. All right, so tell me who plays well. Give me, give me the run. Let's brag. I love this. is my favorite part of of the show, <laughs> bragging about kids. Let's, let's, let's tell you. Tell me who you who you liked. You know, I I told Jim in the post game. You know, you're so used to a Tucker Biven or a Sean East or especially a Romeo Langford, and you've got guys that are going to get you big right. points, uh, but. But this team, especially early on, he needs balance, and he got five guys in double figures tonight. So you don't know as as a defensive team where New Albany is going to be getting from because we've had a different star of the game uh, right. each of the first three games, and you put five in double figures, and it seemed like every quarter somebody else was stepping up and making big contributions. But uh, Tommy Devine's a senior for us. Had 18 points tonight. We've got a sophomore, Chris Lampkins, hadn't scored in the first two games, and he gets 16, and he's having to battle uh, the McNair kid inside 6'6 six, six and probably 240. And he's, you know, Lampkins has given up six inches and probably right. 50 pounds and having to battle. So, um, you know, those are two of them. But, uh, you know, Kenny Watson and Jordan Treat and Jeremy Rose are all in double figures. And even the guys that didn't score were having to get out there and get rebounds and get stops. I just thought that everybody right. that got out there made a big contribution. New Albany, great win in overtime tonight. Very impressive win. They beat Evansville Harrison 72-67. WNAS is Brian Sullivan. Thanks for the call. We'll talk to you next time. All right, thanks, Coach. Thank you. Scoreboard update at the top of the hour coming up. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back. 
As always, I'm excited to talk about WKLO's David Deaton. He joins us. So you've got uh, Court and Central, and uh, and uh, you got Doubleheader, right? Um, with uh, Evansville Harrison, is is that what you have tonight? Uh, no, we had North Harrison and Corridan Central in the Big Cat basketball rivalry tonight down at Corridan. <laughs> oh, all right, North Harrison. No, all right, so so tell me, let's back up, okay? The okay. Big Cat rivalry. I'm I'm in. I no no. I saw this on Twitter, and and I I made a mental note and even remembered, which is quite quite the uh, stunner to ask you about it because i knew you would call so tell me what's the origin of the big cat rivalry here well uh you know of course both the schools uh, consolidated uh, years ago back in the 60s and 70s and you know north harrison being the cougars and corridan central being the panthers there go you get the big cat because of those two schools choosing those mascots got it so they've been playing okay. each other since North Harrison consolidated in 1970, and it has been a heck of a rivalry since. Been very competitive overall throughout the history of these two basketball programs, and tonight uh, probably one of the more competitive games in recent memory between these two teams down in Corridan. Great atmosphere, great crowd. Both student sections were into it tonight, and it was just a well played game overall by both teams on both ends of the floor, especially on the defensive end tonight for Corridan Central. All right, so defensively, yeah, I mean, you, you win a lot of games if you lock people up like they did. So tell me who plays well in this matchup. Well, a lot of guys on both sides, mostly for Corridan, but North Harrison had some good players tonight in the loss. Brody Fessel, who is a senior forward at six one, he had 12 points in this right. one tonight, and then Caleb Kellums really came on in the second quarter. He's a 6'5 guard for the Cougars. He had seven points in the second quarter. He actually made a buzzer beater right before halftime that cut the lead down to 27-26 for Corden at the half. The Panthers had a nine-point lead in the second quarter. North Harrison was able to narrow that to one by halftime, and Kellums helped with that by making a three. And then David Langdon, who's a sophomore, who is not a very experienced player, in basketball in general. He had nine points in the fourth quarter, 11 total tonight for the Cougars mm-hmm. in this loss and uh, had a couple of lead changes in this one as well. 34-33 North Harrison led at the end of the third, but Corridan got the lead back early in the fourth and never looked back. And part of the reason was because of Tyler Fessel, who had nine points in the first three quarters, but also had nine in the fourth, including the last two baskets to uh, seal this one. Fessel at 18 is a senior guard for the uh, Panthers. And then Anthony Martin and Austin Vaughn with 13 points apiece. Martin's a senior forward, and Vaughn is a center for the Panthers. So those guys really did a great job tonight. And then Jalen Fowler coming off the bench, playing good defense, making some timely baskets as well, finished with eight points. The Panthers hit the offensive glass, had 15 offensive rebounds tonight, only turned it over five times. The Cougars as a team only had 18 rebounds and turned it over 10 times. So those two statistics really made the biggest difference tonight in Corridan's win. First time they've won in this rivalry, Coach, since February of 2019 when they won in the first (laughs) round of the sectional. And earlier that season, they won by a point at home in the regular season. So, yep. David Deaton, we've got to run. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank you.